for the Christian to encourage in their faith, and for the sinner to show them God's grace. This is the Streetlights America podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Streetlights America podcast. I am your host, Daniel King. It's been a while since I've done a standalone episode on this podcast, and I am very happy to be doing this again. In fact, I have like a whole list of subjects that I've been meaning to talk about, but unfortunately, new commitments and other projects have kind of drawn me away from it, but I'm going to do my best to get back into these as much as possible. So, several weeks ago, I was kind of on the downside on a lot of things. I was tired, I was not very happy with the way things were going. More importantly though, I wasn't necessarily happy with myself. Because the quality time that I really wanted to spend with the Lord, I was not spending with Him. And things that were getting in my way, I just couldn't take my eyes off of. Things with work, things that just distracted me and just kind of overran my daily routines and just made every day feel like I was a million miles away. And one day I was at the shop at work and it was my turn to have music. Now, I think we can all agree that God talks to everybody differently, and this was kind of an interesting uh, incident that occurred on my end. The music I decided to listen to was a contemporary Christian rock group. Yeah, I listened to that kind of music. Take that however you want. Anyway, the group is Thousand Foot Crutch, and I was listening to one of their songs titled Give Up the Ghost. Now, I've always liked Thousand Foot Crutch, and I've always respected them in a lot of different ways. But last several years, listening very close to their music, I have come to respect them even more. Because I could not help but find that there, were script, that there was scriptural backing for a lot of the stuff that they sang and talked about. However, this time it was a little bit different. And the point of the song where things started to get interesting for me was during the chorus. And it goes something like this. I have met trouble, I have met rain, laughed with joy and cried with pain. But now I see and I believe that the ghosts that haunt me have been out-haunted. Now, don't ask me why, but for some reason when I hit the out-haunted point, something clicked in the back of my mind, that if God is superior and God is in control of my life, that means all these other things, all the temptations, all the struggles, all the distractions that I've been dealing with over the several previous weeks should be outpowered by God. They should be overpowered to the point where they are almost nothing but a mere nuisance in the back of my mind. Now, at that point, I just felt like I had to pray for a minute. And I was—I just asked God, you know what? I know I gave my life to you. I know I gave my heart, mind, and soul to you. And you know that as messed up as an individual as I am, and as easily distracted as I can get, that I love you. And I just asked him to literally out-haunt me and to basically overpower everything else that was distracting me. And I'll tell you what, he came through. God came through. Over the last several weeks that I have been making this a practice of asking God to be not just at the forefront, but to be the biggest thing of the day, almost every day has had nothing but God moments. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't get distracted, I don't get upset, and I don't have issues every so often. But the overwhelming presence of God, who has been with me every day, if not at minimum every week, has just been amazing and wonderful. 
and God has just been doing more and more amazing things. So I got curious to see if there was anything in scripture that specifically talks about God replacing or being on top of everything that we commit to. And of course, that should be like, well, duh, of course, there's scripture like that. But as I dove in and studied, I thought this would be a great topic to actually bring up because it was easy for me to forget. So it must be worth bringing to you as well. Now, I'm just going to start with the most simple commandment concerning God's priority in our lives. And of course, that would be the first commandment of the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20 verse 3, saying, You shall have no other gods before me. Now, a lot of us are probably like, well, yeah, that's common knowledge. But when you think about it, when you let certain things get the forefront of your mind, in a way, that's what you focus on. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how good it may be, how, how innocent it may be. It doesn't matter what it is. Once you let something get in the forefront of your mind, it takes control. That's where your attention goes. Now, when God said, you shall have no other gods before me, he was talking, at least in this case, to the children of Israel about worshiping other deities or worshiping images or anything that had to do with putting other beings or desires in front of the Lord. And that still applies to us today. I mean, I don't know if anyone who listens to this really worships other gods in the literal sense, but even if you don't, I'm certain that there are things in your life that tend to take priority over your time with the Lord. And not just your time with the Lord, but the desire for Him to be the biggest driving force in your life. Now, there's an incident in Luke that greatly reflects this. Chapter 10, verses 38 through 42 show exactly what I'm talking about with somebody being so distracted with their concerns that they kind of neglect the importance of the living God. Now, it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And it's safe to say, those weeks prior, I was the Martha in this story. I was the one who was distracted with things going on, who was feeling crushed and distracted by the things that, were, that I thought were important to me. But I had to come to the realization that no, God is bigger, God is more important, and therefore ask him to out-haunt all of my desires and my concerns and everything that was put before him. Now, this period of time that I was going through was also a time where I was really concerned about what I was going to do about certain things, like financial things, for instance. Just things that were kind of big deals to me, but ultimately they were just wearing me out. Romans 8 verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Now, it wasn't necessarily being carnal in my thoughts, but the thing is, the stuff I was thinking about were worldly in origin. Like, I was worrying about finances. How am I going to make a better income so I can move on forward and climb above my current 
financial situations or how am I going to deal with this issue or this person? But the thing was, I was trying to deal with them in my own strength and I wasn't letting God be the forefront. And my mind was not really on God at this time. And it, it, I'm, I'm sorry to say, sometimes I fall behind in my, uh, in my commitments, which I am not happy about. But God has been good to always bring me back around. Now coming to the main point of this is that my desire should have always been to seek the Lord above all. Which is why I believe when I prayed for him to out haunt me that it hit me just like that. Because I was at a point where I really wanted and needed to try to get back to him. Which brings me to Matthew 6 verse 33 which says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. All our concerns, all our cares, all the things that distract us, they're nothing. They're nothing compared to the righteousness and the power of the living God. And they are absolutely minuscule in the grand scheme of our salvation. And for those of you who have been listening to the Daily Audio Bible, one of the recurring themes that I touch on, especially with Abraham and God's promises to him, is that God is always faithful. He's always faithful to his promises. He's always faithful to his words. And when he says that he will add to us what's needed, he will add to us what's needed. But what really matters is what we are focusing on. And that was my big issue those several days ago was that I wasn't focusing on the Lord. Now, I'm just going to quickly read a few more verses that heavily relate to putting in God first in the decisions in your life and into committing to have him take full control of your life. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Also, Colossians 3 verse 2 says, Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. To make this long episode short, oftentimes we will find ourselves distracted with things in life. Sometimes they might be simple, and sometimes they might actually be pretty serious. But if there's something that God keeps on showing me, is that I should not be leaning on my own knowledge which this is kind of an old lesson. I keep having to relearn it over and over again. However, it seems like the older I get, the more I understand what this means. Because the older I get, the more I feel I have to be in charge. But the more I try to be in charge, the more I realize there's too much that's beyond me. And that all this stuff is either going to distract me and take me away from the Lord, or it's just going to grind me down till I just can't move anymore. I think what we should all attempt to do with our lives is take the mentality of John the Baptist. In John chapter 3, after Jesus has revealed himself and is starting to preach the gospel and his disciples are beginning to baptize, some of John's disciples get concerned and inquire of John because Jesus is all of a sudden getting more attention than John is. Basically, what John tells his disciples is that his place was to bear witness to Christ, not to be Christ, not to be God. His response to them is that he must increase while I decrease. 
I believe that in all of our hearts, we always want to be in charge. Me included. Me definitely. I always want to be in charge. I always want to know where things are going. However, usually when I take that mentality, I usually end up making mistakes and going the wrong way and sometimes even getting so far away from what God has asked me to be that life is not the same. But if we are willing to put God ahead of everything that we do in our lives to make him the biggest driving force, not just the biggest driving force, but the biggest thing that haunts and surrounds us every day of our lives... God will not just go before you, but he will continue to do amazing things in your life. I know firsthand what God is capable of and how he has led me through so much and how he has shown me so much. Now, of course, I'm not saying I have made it to the big time. I mean, those who know me, everybody who really knows me well will tell you that I have issues, will tell you that I get, I have a temperament, that sometimes I just lose it. People who really know me can tell you that I'm very human. But what matters is not that I am human. I've given up on trying to not be human. I've just tried focusing on being God's child. By making him the biggest thing in my life. By making him out-haunt everything else that bothers me in this life. Everything that distracts me and draws me away. I've put God at the top of it all. Every day I ask him not just to go before me anymore, but to haunt me every day, to be the biggest thing that there is, the thing that eventually comes to my mind no matter what. So my point to you today is don't let the things of this world haunt you. Don't let your past haunt you. Don't let the decisions that you make continue to haunt you. Make one big decision to be out-haunted by the Holy Spirit, and to let Him lead and guide you in the journey that's set before you, so that you can live the grandest life that God has planned for you. Doesn't necessarily mean splendor, but it does mean a joyful life. A life that is worth living. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all so much for joining us today. I know it's been quite a while since I've done one of these episodes, but I will be doing my best to have them coming out more and more. If you're enjoying this, you should also check out the Daily Audio Bible, which is being published alongside with this podcast on a daily basis, or as close to daily as I can do. Also, we've got some amazing changes coming to Streetlights America. Uh, Got some renovations going on on the websites and some changes to how we're setting up and running. So everybody, please just keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. In the meantime, I want to thank you all so much for listening, for spending some time with us. As always, may God bless you.